0: Coming to you from Strings and Things Studio in Ventura, California. I'm Ann. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. And this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club.
1: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's, it's morning now. Usually it's yeah. night when we record, but it's morning. So Katie's um, going to okay. be at her best. Yeah. Karen and I, I am still a little groggy. <laughs> I've been up for hours.
0: I mean, I'm speaking for Karen, I'm just assuming.
1: <laughs> what, doesn't everybody go to bed at one thirty? Oh, I finished the last page at 2.15. <laughs> I win. I finished listening to it on my way in this oh, morning. Not- oh, you win. <laughs> you win. I had like 10 minutes left and I was Wait. like, I guess I'll just listen to it on my way in. is <laughs> it
2: winning the person who finishes it first?
1: I guess it depends on your definition? perspective. Yeah, point of view is everything. <laughs>
0: Um so our book was Alone with You in the Ether, a love story by Olive e. Blake. Um I'm going to read the inside cover because I read you an even shorter synopsis before when we introduced you to this book last month. Chicago, sometime. Two people meet in the Art Institute by chance. Prior to their encounter, He is a doctoral student who manages his destructive thoughts with compulsive calculations about time travel. She is a bipolar counterfeit artist undergoing court-ordered psychotherapy. By the end of the story, these things will still be true. But this is not a story about endings. For Reagan, people are predictable and tedious, including and perhaps especially herself. She copes with the dreariness of existence by living impulsively, imagining a new alternate timeline being created in the wake of every rash decision. To Aldo, the world feels disturbingly chaotic. He gets through his days by erecting a wall of routine, a backbeat of rules and formulas that keep him going. Without them, the entire framework of his existence would collapse. For Reagan and Aldo... Life has been a matter of resigning themselves to the blueprints of inevitability until the two meet. Could, conver- could six conversations with a stranger be the variable that shakes up their entire simulation? Um, so the gist is they meet in the Art Institute. He challenges her to getting to know her in six conversations. And a conversation counts if you learn something about the, the other person, mm-hmm. we mutually learn something about the other person. And then we, we move forward into what those six conversations mean for them. Um, best question. what do you guys think of the book? I did not love it. Did not love it. No, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so why did you not love it, Katie? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lukewarm
1: on it for a, a couple of reasons that we can get into as we like go through it. Um, but I I generally didn't find it that um, it was hard for me to get sucked into the story, and I and I like a good love story, but it was this is different. Um, I I found it unreasonable at parts. I found the the writing and the prose a little tedious and pretentious, and it was also I mean this is my classic. It was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> And there are specific things about the story that I really didn't like. But again, I'll save that until we get farther right. along. But there's my general synopsis of how I feel. Okay. And uh, what did you like about the book,
2: Karen? Um, I I, There was Parts of it, like, like Katie, I kind of got lost into. But then when I connected with them, I just like their... Quir- These are two quirky people that are out of step kind of with the rest mm-hmm. of the world. And they kind of... The way they connect it, I liked it.
0: I liked it's it. I'm into quirky people. So, <laughs> I mean. are are they quirky? Or are they just normal people who are trying their best? I don't think that they're normal people. You
1: don't no. think they're normal? No. no, no. And I don't. And I don't think they're quirky. <laughs> I think they're flawed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah deeply flawed. <laughs> but like, um, with no malice. like he does—he's flawed with no malice. Sure. Uh, unlike Mark. Right. He's a monster. Yeah. He's just a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You Did you hate every part of it, Katie? No. Okay.
1: I, I, ju- I, I, like, I didn't love it. That's my... Didn't I it. didn't okay. hate it, but I didn't love it. Okay. That's how I feel.
0: What was your favorite part of the book?
1: Um, I think my favorite part of the book is a character and it's Masso. I yes! love Masso. I really, I really like <laughs> that in this story we got a, a point of view of both sets of parents Mm-hmm. And you don't normally hear from, like, someone so outside of the main story's point of view of the main story. And um, he seemed like a reasonable character to be, you know, so proud of and also concerned yeah. about his son so much. Um, he just seemed like a, a genuine and sweet
0: character yeah, and i enjoyed and the scenes with him in it trying his best yeah all the time trying his best to understand his son and like yeah connect with his son yeah in a way that made sense to him
1: and he said i like when he says like i didn't know he was a genius i just thought all kids were like him yeah <laughs> it's like i didn't even help him you no know, he, i just <laughs> thought that every kid was good at math like that yep yeah i liked Maso. what was your favorite part karen
2: i don't remember (laughs) Ah! (laughs) because i i read through it very very early on and then so i'm having to refresh myself but i remember and i'm reading i'm listening to something right now that's very similar so yeah
0: um my favorite part of the book would have to be um like the conversations i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. their like Ease with each other, mm-hmm. um, and how the rhythm of those conversations took place. Mm-hmm. Um, I when I was looking for questions, there are no specific questions for this book yet. Uh, one of the like pre fills was this book is a movie. <laughs> uh-huh. It's yeah. so cerebral. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so cerebral. No, no. I
2: could totally picture the. I could picture the interactions with. And I could even see conversation number one stuff. Def- the numbers flashing on the screen. Yeah. I can, I like, can see, see them acting these out, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think it I would think translate you would lose well. so much. I, I don't know that it would be a good movie, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I can, I could picture
0: these se- parts of the scenes when I was listening to it. Sure. Yeah. I think that it's it, like the, everything was very vivid for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your least favorite? Let's get into
1: this, Katie. <laughs> so the story is about um, Regan, who has a mood disorder. She's bipolar, I, I think. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And she is court-ordered to therapy because of a, a forgery. Skin. Yeah, a, a criminal act, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have Aldo Who is not necessarily well, but he's not as mentally ill as she is. He's like passively trying to stay well. Yeah, (laughs) I think he's depressed and and antisocial. And I think that my biggest problem with this book is that they find each of those things to be like... it's hard for me to express exactly They're what is blind to each other's
0: fault. Follow- no, of kind, what you're I saying, don't or? think that
1: that's... no, because they they realize that each other are flawed, mm-hmm. but they either don't care mm-hmm. or that's why they love the other person. Which you can love someone for their faults and for their you know for their good aspects too. But if we're both unwell, who's the grown up?
0: I was very uncomfortable. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a part of the book I dislike, mm-hmm. but there was a feeling mm-hmm. through the second half of the book that I didn't like feeling. Yeah. Which was a tension mm-hmm. of, are they going to be okay? Right. Who's going to hurt themselves? Are they going to hurt each other? Yeah. What's going to happen? Especially, like, um, Regan's going through this catastrophizing mm-hmm. while he, they're separated over Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified the entire portion of that book of of the book that like what is she going to do to herself yeah what's going to ruin this Mm -hmm. which i think is the point because
1: he has had a suicide attempt in the past
0: so it's not to say that he's not a risk either right i was more scared of her initiating something bad and him dealing with a fallout. kind of like masa was scared for him for that
1: she has a horrible i don't know if it's just intrusive thoughts or whatever when in that separation of, like, stabbing him to death and painting with his blood. And I'm like, that's yeah. an unhealthy thought that to was, have.
0: That was an ugly scene. Yeah. Ugly scenery. But I found that fascinating. Yeah. Because, like, here is how a normal person could do something horrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, 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 my because gripe with it. Because though she's
0: unwell, she is normal.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. A lot of people are feel this way. And it's not that whether or not they are diagnosed with a disorder, I think when you are in a partnership, a long-term relationship with somebody, it's sort of your responsibility to for their wellness as much as it is for your own. Which and you all can't, those can see that. Yeah, but you can't take care of someone if you're not also taking care of yourself. True. The author in the acknowledgement section of the book notes mm-hmm. that she is a person with a mood disorder. So mm-hmm. she is not this is not prescriptive for her to say you should go off your pills and nope. everything's going to be great that's that's the extremely that dangerous terrifying yeah aspect <laughs> or way to write a story because that that does not work for i would assume most people and that's how it works for them but does it because we don't know we don't know cuz like it didn't the... seem to
0: actually mm, i'm going to counter that cuz i th- i liked the evolution of uh-huh. these characters. Yeah. So, like, I didn't like Aldo, and I didn't like Regan at the end. By At the beginning. By the end, I liked them both. Um, Even I, though they made me uncomfortable. I
1: kind of felt the opposite, is that at the beginning I them? did, and the farther <laughs> it went on, I disliked
0: them more and more. Oh. Well, I didn't... I found the rawness that Regan was presented with... The rawness that she was presented with, mm-hmm. like... <clears throat> endearing and abrasive at the same time yeah and then endearing like took over for me as we Mm -hmm. as we went forward yeah um like you gotta love a book that in the first like 50 pages yeah you know there's descriptive masturbation (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) that's another aspect of it is that like what like are they in love with each other because it doesn't feel like love they have sex They seem to be obsessed with each other. And I think they're codependent on each other. And those three things do not make for a healthy relationship. Oh my God. I I think the
2: codependency is the key. They understand. Are they codependent? I think they are because. I think think she
0: was codependent in her relationship with Mark.
2: Yeah. I think in the sense that Aldo is because they're two people that, that are, have, you know, (laughs) they're, they're they're mentally having these struggles. They, they, they struggle. They're you know, whatever the chemical synapses are are not firing for them like they do for other people. But they kinda get each other a little bit in a way that others don't. And that connection while not love,
1: that that kinda bonds people. And I think that the I think that that's the definition of codependency because there's a major theme in the book is like I wasn't myself until I met you. Or, I wasn't well until I met you, which makes me think like that they can't exist outside of each other. And I think a healthy relationship isn't necessarily codependent on those two people Mm -hmm. only being their best versions of themselves together, which your partner can help make you a better version of yourself, but you should be yourself. Regardless, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm looking up the definition of codependent. And, uh-huh. and you guys are characterizing her correctly. Characterized by excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner. Typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. she's. I, I mean, that must have been intentional to paint them as such. Um, but there's a part in there, like, maybe these two people are only capable of codependency, yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. of uh, that's where that's they're, where they're sc- wired. Right. That's where their, like, relationship skill levels are, too. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that could be totally realistic for yes, a lot of people's relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a part in there that I, that, like, spoke to my heart. Like, I knew that Kevin was the right person for me because I was never pretending with him. Mm-hmm. I was never, mm-hmm. like, not being myself with him. Sure. And I recognized that that was the first relationship where I wasn't, like, trying to be what someone expected me to be. Yeah. And so they talk about that too, that they are the only time that they've each felt like they can just be themselves and comfortable to be whoever they are. Uh Flaws and all is like, Aldo is that out of being flawed and uncomfortable being flawed by being abrasive and pushing people away and and keeping his, his um, doors locked. She, is a chameleon and constantly changing to what she guesses people think she wants to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah but together totally get they get to just be themselves. Yeah. And and that becomes a drug for both of them. Like I think one of the having an addictive personality myself, that you need to find places where your addiction is your like addictive tendencies turn out with positive outcomes. Yeah. Knit. Because you can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um or, you know, a healthy-ish relationship. Sure. <laughs> healthy-ish. And, and
1: and a point of the book is like, what healthy means to them, it looks different than what healthy means to other people. True, true. And yeah. what their yeah. definition of health is, is what works for them. Which I... is fine, unless that becomes completely
0: normal for them to both be unwell and okay with it. Yeah, but she nev- she has that point of honesty that she doesn't give up... I mean, she can't give up therapy. It's court-ordered. but (laughs) I did have this other, like, sneaking fear of, like, Mm -hmm. if they're, like you said, who's the grown-up, right? Mm -hmm. What will them having children look like? Not good. (laughs) Because at the end, they
1: talk about that. It's like all these different versions of her life that she could have lived, and one of them, they they talk about having children. I'm Mm -hmm. like, that seems like a really bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, anybody could have kids, I guess. Well, but, okay... As a child of someone who
2: was um, schizophrenic, but was also probably bipolar, but because back then they were not, they were not, um, bipolar wasn't, they didn't know about it Mm -hmm. when my mother was growing up. It, I mean, I'm a product of someone who is that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the product of that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. No. It's not necessarily... One plus one doesn't necessarily equal two in that sense. Yes. It's not doubling everything. No, but sure, I also so. don't
1: think that everybody should have children. True. Sure. Well,
2: and her ability, their ability to t- care for children. Yeah. As someone who also was a child of, the, of a parent who could not care for Aldo children. is
0: fine with routine, though. Like, I would trust Aldo, I think. I would trust Aldo. Yeah, yeah. I think.
1: He's I'm not worried the about the safety.
0: Honestly, I'm not worried about the safety of the children. I'm just wondering about their emotional health. Having a mother who's unmedicated
1: and bipolar is got to be damaging, I would think, to, to, to the managed, stability of a child. Managing
0: her bipolar, without like she is actually managing, but it she's not the there because, because most of the then, time,
1: but not all. The, most of the time, no, that's okay. Um, he's like he comes home from work and she's not there. Where is she for hours? He doesn't ask. Okay. It's like, that can't be good for... Right,
0: right. (laughs) And that is something they have to work on in their relationship. But when we get Regan's point of view, Mm -hmm. she is not doing these things in a manic way. No. She's doing them in a work way. Like she was working. Yeah.
2: In her perspective, it's not manic. To the outside world... Would it also be considered not manic? Because to the person in it, it seems perfectly normal and rational. She seems normal and rational to me. (laughs) Staying up all night
0: working on her creative work seems normal and rational to me. But you're
1: expressing that (laughs) that probably to your partner and not not telling them where you are. Exactly. Because she's just like, don't ask. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Instead of being like, I'm going to my studio, I'll be there until maybe nine or 10 o'clock right. at night, whatever. Yes. I'll be home. And that's
0: where we need this girl to grow up. Yes. She's 27 years old or something like Just that. Just have to tell, Grow up girlfriend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and maybe she has never been in a situation where she had an opportunity to do, to learn this.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, because it's like so many moments, you know, they're, the end of the book is them scanning for what caused the fight, which I love. It, I don't know if that's, you can tell from because you both did audiobook, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The fight is mentioned earlier, yeah, right, mm-hmm. in capital letters. Mm. Oh, like the, in but... capital letters when this fight happens. Oh, um, which let's go to um, so it's foretold, which very subtly it's uh-huh. foretold. Um, what scene scene has stuck with you the most, for, for good or for bad? What like sticks in your in your brain when you think of this mm. book?
1: Um, it's hard to say because I just finished it, so it's all relatively, like, fresh in my mind. Um, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I I like the beginning. I like their meet cute in, in the armory. Yeah. Um, where they have both really caught each other's attention, which if you think about, like, do you guys have that memory of your spouses? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the first time I saw Kevin. Yeah. Mm Um, he did not notice me at that time, but he remembers the first time he notices me. You know, like that is that's a special moment.
1: <laughs> I James and I were friends for a couple of years before we ever started dating, so we knew of each other like peripherally through other friends. I remember the first time I met him mm-hmm. even as friends. He doesn't. He's like, I think I probably <laughs> met you at the beach house and at some point and I was like, Yeah, I remember exactly when I met you the first time. But but I do remember memory
0: work. Yeah. You know? He
1: remembers the exact moment that he was like, Oh, I think this girl likes me. Oh. Or I think I like this girl. That's that's so that's, that's fine. a good memory. I'll rem- I, I'll take that. <laughs> oh. He can't remember when he met me, but he does remember when he thought he that's liked okay. me. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. We
0: were that's yeah, a that, that's almost maybe a better memory. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so uh i knew
2: uh, i was going to like college class at our at our church um sporadically because social things are very scary for me um and always have been and he would i knew him peripherally from there but then we really met and talked out since christians don't go to toga parties they call them greek revival parties whatever we all were culturally sensitive (laughs) <laughs> no there it's it's more of a we don't want to be associated with that even though we I
0: don't
1: am. have halloween parties we have harvest festivals exactly oh. exactly yeah yeah yeah
2: it's a it's a christian culture thing
1: but it's, uh it's more fun to be Catholic. but he
2: had i don't know if you guys remember animals. yeah we all he wore a geranimal animal bedsheet and he had the letter x as a stuffed animal on his shoulder and so that's how we met. Oh, that's
0: adorable. We still have
2: that letter X. That that's stuffed letter adorable. X somewhere. Um, and I thought he was cute, and he thought I was cute. And after that, we did other things
0: together. So you noticed each other at the same time? Yes, yes. Like like Aldo and Reagan.
2: Like from across the, the room, <laughs> and our eyes met. <laughs> and mostly, I was like, oh, I was like, he is so goofy and comfortable in it. The thing that was most attractive was he's so comfortable in his skin. You know, here I am, like trying to hide because social things are scary, and he just is not scared of social things at all.
0: So and it's I admire balance. That. So that's a balance partnership.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the thing that's giving I, us all tension. What, he drags mean? me into stuff, and I'm like,
0: <gasps> yeah. <gasps>
2: His, but I have knitting to help me cope
0: now, so it makes we, a difference. We see these two characters as imbalanced partnership, perhaps. Yeah, I think we can yeah, all agree on. Yeah, that. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I have a question about this book. Uh huh. I'm confused. Oh, why it's written the way it is at the beginning, and then not at the end? Because there's a lot of talk about, like it's written. <clears throat> excuse me, like a play. With different narrators and different voices. And then that drops off pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. What's the point of that? I forgot it, about that it, at the beginning. When it started, I was like, is this how it's going to be? This is confusing. That was very and jarring at the beginning. Yeah. Because when I started, I was like, I don't understand why this, why they're talking
0: like this. You know, I have a quick theory, just like, <laughs> first thing the flash my head, being uh-huh. reminded of that, because I completely forgot about yeah. it. <clears throat> Perhaps it was like to take us from outsiders to insiders. Maybe. Because it was so weird at the beginning. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is going to take getting used to. How was it in the audiobook? It Did they very, change the voices? It at was all? very yeah. clear yeah.
1: because at the beginning, it said, This is a audiobook. Here's all, they told us the names of all the narrators. And there were like 12 narrators. Yeah. Oh, and boy. I was like, Why are there so many voices in this book? And when it started, I was like, Oh, I see. And some of them had one line. It was like the teenage girl narrator yes, who just said one, one thing, or of. like, the older, gruff, like, New York old man who said, like, maybe two lines. And I'm like, what is the point of this? So it was very clear that, like... I Well, it wasn't clear because I didn't understand. (laughs) I think they must
2: have changed the format... Um, early on, maybe they started that way in the, but they'd already recorded
0: it and paid people but and they no, already had a voice. The it's existed. in the book. It's in the book. So too. I didn't know this and I didn't have time to, because this just came to me this morning when I was looking for book club questions. She independently published this book first.
1: But she had an editor,
0: I would assume. So well, so I'm saying, like, like, this book was fully formed by the time sure. it became an audiobook. So I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So that is why my take on it is. Because by the end of the book, I don't remember that that was what was happening. Yeah. I perhaps it's by design. I was hoping like, for a
1: smarter person than I to be like, "Well, it's because of this." But your explanation <laughs> makes sense enough that because you do Can you sort of that? forget about it, but
0: it—I don't know—it was confusing. Um, Karen, did you have a scene that stuck with you? Actually, the part that um, the part that
2: I was wrapping my head around because was the, the her I when she when she had her exhibition and he's sitting there and i'm not the part that i really kind of it was kind it stuck with me because i struggled with it trying to make that connection of him sitting here there and seeing the story when most of the people around her um like the woman the woman said it's pretty it's pretty (laughs) and he's like are you a and moron how do you not see that this is the universe and i'm like i would be the person who would be like i don't get it Calm but it's down, pretty it's just a painting it's just a painting <laughs> it, well, well it's a triptych wasn't it? it was a series of three paintings i thought but but from a distance it looked like one so it like, like it one.
0: must have had some unifying yeah um and, and, and i could, to it. I, could
2: so I could see the p- scene playing out in my head where at first where he's like he sees it and he runs out because and then and then later i you realize she's there watching him and i the part i i liked the progression in her head of oh he's here oh good he made it oh i'm so glad he made it and then hey why are you taking so long to find me what is the matter with you i mean the series i liked how she brought me through that series of emotions that, mm-hmm. she, that in the conversation in her head because i am a person who has those kind of like okay i'm i over she's overthinking this thing but then cuz she's not sometimes this the sense of time passing
0: that's the whole theme of the and, book and yeah. in her
2: in her head it could be like a long you know like like us with our with when we me with knitting me without knitting me with knitting two hours can go by it really oh i i had didn't know me without knitting are you kidding me it's only been five minutes it feels like an hour <laughs> you know so i don't
0: know so that was the it was really towards the end i guess That that is like the climax is is the the revelation of her original work. Um I still didn't quite get now what kind of a gallery was this? Was this like so she was attending um I mean I don't know if they were exactly representing the name. So in in Chicago there's an art institute that's also a museum, I think. I I think I've heard of this. I didn't actually look it up. So she's attending classes at the Art Institute that she's a docent at. But when did they,
2: they don't talk about that. They don't, there was a little bit of a disconnect. So she's just. No, she
0: goes back to school. So once she decides that she's going to be the artist that Aldo sees her as, Mm -hmm. she starts crafting that for herself. But they don't talk
1: about her going back to school.
0: It's, it's subtly, very brief. It's very she brief. says, no, it's I not think I'm going to take, yeah, it's just,
1: I think I'm going to take classes. And then uh, when that happened, I thought there had been like some, cause she's talking to her therapist and she's like, I'm in a exhibition for student work. And I was like, has it been like six months?
0: Well, there's these time leaps, yeah, right? Yeah. But I don't think it had been. Um, later, like when that climax is happening and we're getting the, the last, it's that last section, where uh-huh. Aldo's trying to think of what moment he go back to is how that section starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he does actually go through a clear chronological timeline of each month mm-hmm. as he thinks she's descending into madness and yeah, getting worse when in fact she's like very decidedly working at her craft. Um, and there's a month by month progression. Uh-huh. Um, and then when she's her therapist calls her, on not taking her medication. She's like oh I've been thinking you needed a refill called in. And you have three refills backed up. Yeah. It's been nine months yeah. since I've called you. Called in a. Um, a prescription. A prescription. Yeah I guess so, that's true. Um, we can see that their whole relationship probably took about. Um, you know nine to months mm-hmm. to a year. Because um, there's the conversation time from. And then there's the point where she stops taking the medication at her parents house. Uh-huh. Um. So that's, like, the only time we get, like, a true chronology or, like, a chronology that we can understand as opposed to Aldo and Regan. Um, So nine months has passed.
1: Okay.
0: Um, But all of that is very, like, insinuated, like. Yeah. Because there's, like, a message she doesn't listen to about there being a book available. And the tone of it was... Clearly, like a library book, not mm-hmm. you could buy this book. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just little things like that. Um, so she gets to exhibit in a museum because she's taking classes. Yeah, at the museum. Um, that's like a, a big loo- leap. Because <laughs> I did get a sense. Because wasn't there like a, another artist that that was exhibiting something? And yeah, that the painting did- was below hers, and Aldo standing in the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked that part though because. Even though they, they, we see all these webs of them intertwining their, their, like we get, there's points in the book where their thoughts, it's hard to tell when they're telling us Aldo's thoughts or when they're telling us Regan's thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that point, like there it's back to the normality of like we can never truly know anyone else's mind. Mm-hmm. She's dying inside over fifteen minutes of him looking at the yeah. painting. <clears throat> he leaves. So what is she left thinking, right? Meanwhile he's he's back in. He's bought yeah. back in. <laughs> yeah. So what you were saying, Karen, about like um like if you you could have been a, a bystander who was like, what is this painting about? Mm-hmm. We don't actually know what's in the picture.
2: No, that's what I was trying to figure out. I mean, part of me wanted to see the picture or at least get some kind of description of the picture because. But imagine Jim
0: did an art piece for you that spoke to your, that used your relationship language, whatever, whatever like story is personal to Mm -hmm. you. And he, he made this song and like the okay, lyrics that's a be, don't, that's a better thing, a yeah, the lyrics yeah. don't make any sense to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But when you listen to that song.
2: I get it. Oh, okay. You hear you're using the good meaning le- to also a are word. Yeah, you're, <laughs> <innocent inside laughs> you're See, you're... you lost me with the picture just because even though I love visual, at art, art, yeah. visual art, I'm like, I like a thing to look like a thing. <laughs> so, so Jackson Pollock, I don't get the fascination. Well neither does she. I
0: love that. No, that's, that's I don't like it's a bunch of dots. <laughs> I don't get it.
2: It's a bunch of paint splattered. I can do that. Why is that so monumental? I don't get it. as soon as you said song, I'm like, okay, yeah. I that's
0: language I could get. I, I liked her rye um assessment of Jackson Pollock. But mm-hmm. he was actually probably just doing cultural appropriation with his heart. probably Yeah. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't necessarily need to be explained exactly what it looks like, but he can recognize it for what it means to them, right? Yeah. And it could be you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what it looks like.
2: You know? No, but I'm just I'm a voyeur and I wanna and I'm I don't wanna know
0: what I'd well, like to see. Is it through there his any eyes. I mean, as a reader, we're all voyeurs, so yeah. like I, because even so there's another scene, there's another, it's not a scene, but there's a, a, a storytelling line that I'm very happy with how it turned out, even though it's still like not, not good behavior. Mm-hmm. So when she's at her parents' house for the anniversary party, yeah, um, she forges the painting, the uh-huh. valuable painting in her father's study. So right when she, there's the part where she's moving out of Mark's apartment, you think, "Oh no. She sold the forgery." Uh-huh. She's right back in it. Mm. Wait, At that no. point, I thought she sold the forgery. Wait.
2: Is it forgery? Be- because look, when you're in art class, you are copy you have if all you these s- sessions where you are copying the masters. <laughs> All if the you time, go to a the gallery session. and you say,
1: "If you replace it with your copy and steal the original <laughs> to sell, that seems okay, like a forgery." But yeah. I don't think
2: she was just stealing. I don't think was she, she. I felt like she replaced it. Just so that her father wouldn't know that, he, but we that don't she was know in the that. office and took the... We don't know but that don't, until
0: the end, when they have the fight. No, I knew that. What I knew, You knew that that's what I, she was doing yes, with the painting? Yes. Not well, because, isn't that what because, she did? It is what she did. But when it was unfolding that I did not know that, I thought I she, she was gonna sell it. forged her father's painting. And when she... Because they... I mean, the author's not hiding it from us, actually. She says the box is with her father's painting in it. But I'm thinking she forged her father's painting she's not gonna steal her dad's painting off the wall right no i thought she forged it so that she could have it in
2: private to because she was trying to revamp that creative
0: spark and trying to see if she could paint again (laughs) she forged it so she could take the original and she sold it so she could start her own life independent of her parents money ish and (laughs) i was so happy that's how it turned out because another sneaking fear i had (laughs) was she's gonna be in trouble for forging this painting (laughs) Well, here's the thing. That never comes up again.
1: It's like she did forge the painting. She did sell it. She did steal her father's painting. Yeah, well, She took yeah. that money. But like, is it just to... But her dad is never going to care. Right. But I get... Well, I, when he they will care, the but he'll never realize. Yeah. He
0: would care if he knew exactly. when they settle the estate, it's going to be a problem. Yes,
1: and his well, it's just her and her sister, and I think maybe her sister. Well, Charlotte
0: knows. I mean, Charlotte, Madeline knows. Yeah, because Madeline knows her sister. Yeah, yeah. I think for a one-dimensional character, Madeline is pretty interesting. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, Um, she's the caregiver. She she's the, the the one who. Well, there's a name for this. It's a, a, a child of a family with like, like it's a, it's usually like a health issue of some sort where the health issue of the one sibling overshadows yeah. the rest of mm-hmm. the, there's a, I think they call it a glass child. They get seen through. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I had not heard that term. It I, I just recently heard it. Um, so Madeline's a glass child
1: <laughs> and she has to become like the best Possible daughter she possibly can to get any sort of yeah. attention from her family, yeah. her parents. Yeah. Like she becomes a, a, a doctor married to a the doctor, best of the best, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's perfect and she's and, completely reliable. And, and Regan
0: resents her for being perfect. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so Charlotte knows, so maybe Charlotte will just. I mean, Charlotte. Madeline, Madeline, because Charlotte is a stranger too, right? Yeah. <laughs> we get glimpses I mean, of Charlotte. That's but... Regan's first name. So Madeline knows what Charlotte has done, and. I'm sure that'll just work itself out,
1: unless her yeah, yeah. Unless her mother finds out,
0: yeah, and then her <clears throat> mother will send her to jail. <laughs> yes. No, she won't because she doesn't want the public embarrassment. Mm-hmm. That's, That's the whole point. That's true.
1: Um,
0: and it's funny because Maso and um, Helen, I think yeah, is the mom Helen, right? they're they're actually the same parents. Yeah. They're just one's doing it with love, and the other one doesn't know how to do it in a like constructive way. Because Helen really is also trying her best. Like, sure.
1: In the way that she knows how. Right. Yeah, it's not good. A, it's not healthy. She's a bad It's
0: mom. very bad. But even at bad face. moms, I don't think very many moms hurt their children intentionally. No. I think most moms don't know how to do better.
1: And I think it's coming from a place of love as twisted and bad as that is because she does want her daughter to be better and in her mind better is more successful or like in a stable relationship with somebody who she can relate to somebody who's normal in her mind she wants that for her daughter which in her mind is not a bad thing Mm
0: -hmm. you know um it's the same worry that maso has for Aldo. i want you to be okay i want you to have an okay i don't want to have to worry about you all the time
2: maso is willing to get into the weeds and to get into the dirty part of life helen is tearing her down Helen you know. wants her to just pull herself up and just behave. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's not ever really mental address- addressing that there's a mental health issue here that her daughter is not capable of doing that. But, she's not she's not, I mean, Madeline. Yeah. She's not Madeline. Yeah.
0: Well, or herself, or herself. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is what a lot of parents a lot of parents fail at this of like, I'm going to grow my children into a better version of myself instead of what Maso does, which is I'm going to meet this person that I've had the privilege mm-hmm. of making mm-hmm. and see who they become. like and nurture them into the best version of themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is what, that I, I really try that one Yeah, <laughs> really hard because yeah. that's the fun adventure to me of parenting is like, or building your family is like. Who is this person? Yeah. Let's see who you reveal yourself to be. It's exciting to see who you're going to be.
2: But there's a missing element there that that Maso has that Helen does not. And that's empathy. But Helen I have never known it And it's probably not her fault. It's, It's not her fault. No, but. But you can't. Okay, but there's a point where you can be different, like raising my kids, my youngest struggles and and. In my brain, I in, in homeschooling we we butt heads a lot, and part of it was because I I had the the attitude of just do A B and you get C, you know you 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 have a planner, you get up, you do these things because I had to power I had to learn the hard way to power through it. I was not empathetic to my youngest who has, um, executive, fun, uh. Executive, mo- whatever dysfunction. Um, what is it called? It's, it's. He l- literally cannot. Executive function disorder. Thank you. That's, that's the, the word. Um, literally cannot force the brain to, to make the to get up and do things in a regular way, and um. And as, as as my youngest got older and I evolved better, and grew, I grew some, I became more empathetic and started meeting, realizing I'm asking something that is not, ca- that this person is not capable of doing. And the greater my expectation, the harder that, that sense of failure is on this person that I love. And maybe if I could step back and meet them and be more of a Maso and less of a Helen.
1: <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it great that your children have you as a mother who can recognize that you need to To learn and grow and change in order to help nurture that person versus, and I'm not saying Helen's completely off the hook because Helen doesn't do that work in herself to be a better mother (laughs) to her daughter. I think she thinks that she's a successful person because she has, you know, they've got a lot of money. They've got a beautiful home. They have two beautiful daughters and that's how she wants to express herself. She's surrounded herself with beautiful things, expensive art, and she's a successful person, so why would she have to change? Her daughter's the one that's messed up. She's the one that needs to change. It's not my fault, which is like both things can be true at once. Yeah. You need yeah. to change, and Regan needs to be better, yep. too. Yeah. And it's not a one-sided thing. So yep. so you can recognize that you need to this, – this goes back to my original point. It was like you can't take care of a person and care for them if you're not caring for yourself and taking care of yourself, too. True. And that's exactly true
2: because until a few years ago I wasn't stepping up and taking care of myself and I was not in a place to be empathetic. Right. And when I started you know doing some self-examination. Until you do internal work, you can you're right, you cannot do that. You can't be empathetic for someone else if yeah. you can't do that for yourself. So.
0: Yeah. All right, did this book remind you of any other book? You've said that you're reading something similar, Karen. So I, I keyed that one up for you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, okay. So which one of you was re-
0: reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow? Not me. I thought one of you... It's on, like, my radar as a good book to read.
2: Oh, I thought for sure one of you was already reading it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> which actually <laughs> which I Which liked- one
0: of you? Oh, it's Karen.
2: <laughs> I guess it was me. For some reason, I thought one of you guys was watching. Anyway, um... Yeah, I'm reading tomorrow and tomorrow and there's a relationship thing. It's it's there's similar but not. It's well, yeah. No, I thought you. Which one of you was was on the list because of the software? One of you talked about. I know one of you no. talked about so, this the you know how software <coughs> and games are made.
0: Nope. nope. Oh Nobody? no, that's definitely not me. <laughs> no,
1: it's I. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, I know this it's is a, a book, weird but I read deja vu. It. It's
2: it's it is about that, but it's also not about that. It's about relationships and it's not necessarily a it's not a romance. It kind of is, but it's not two sided. It's in, in a way that you've got these two people that are unlikely and and come from different backgrounds. One's white, one is Korean American and um anyway, so tomorrow I was reading tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and which I actually like a lot better.
1: <laughs> i don't I, i'm assuming the mic probably didn't pick that up but that's okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh it's a secret, it's a secret. I, I think that this is a it's a not a trope but like a style of of romance or love stories like two unwell people come together and find each other and make each other better well and i and i can yeah. appreciate that as as a uh as a story you know in and of itself I think there are better examples of it, maybe less realistic examples of it, because, you know, those are like Happily Ever After Everything's Great and Sunshine and Rainbows, but that's the book that I wanna read, you know?
0: <laughs> well, well, for <laughs> these two characters, for the, and all the attention yeah. to the end very end to their last moments together in the on the page. I was. This is as close as these two people get to having a story about Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, you're right. See you at home. Yeah. <laughs> um. W- so I chose this book because I've been curious about this author because she's very popular with um, Atlas Six, and I think there's a um, a follow up book to that. I think I do. I'm I'm interested in reading more from her.
1: I think she was a good author. I think that it was well written. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I think maybe i just feel like she needs a better editor (laughs) because i feel like one of the reviews that i read was like it's the same thing told from like five different metaphors when it's like we kind of get it can we move on a little bit (laughs) yeah but i thought she
0: i think she's a very talented author right i think there's like the way she talks about what art is and how to get to art i really really resonated with that i liked
1: the aspect of the book of like relating art and science or art and math together Mm -hmm. because I am the sort of person that does like math and Mm -hmm. sees the like the I mean it's very cerebral the way that this book talks about it but like the sort of like eternal or immortal nature of math is something yes. that I find to be really fascinating mm-hmm. and that he sees it in a way that she sees her art and the relationship between the two I thought was pretty
0: cool yeah that they like come together from something yeah. that on the outside seems like a left brain pursuit and on yes. and a right brain when truly like you need them both yeah to give meaning to them yeah. like when she talks about um Monet is obsessed with time as well yeah but he sees it as light instead of numbers. Like, ah, yeah. that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, 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 would read more from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go get Atlas Six next. Um, guess the character zodiac signs.
1: <laughs> I, I, don't know my zodiac signs I, enough. To I don't know, t- know anything about zodiac. Okay, zodiac signs. I'm gonna say Got maybe it. a Gemini. Yeah, Reagan is a Gemini. I think Reagan of. is totally a Gemini. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think. Mark might be a Scorpio.
1: Can I say that um, uh, Aldo is a Virgo?
0: That is exactly
1: what I was going to okay, say.
0: Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh wait, I almost thought he's. I think he's because he reminds me a little bit of my son, who was supposed to be a Virgo, but became but came when as a Libra. Mm because he's always looking for the balance yeah so that's where the libra comes in but i was also thinking virgo as my first my husband
1: is a virgo and i and i could see some aspects of him yeah. in aldo so i'm yeah. like that's the only way i could sort of guess what this person
0: might be <laughs> and a gemini seems pretty obvious <laughs> to it's be like, like Duh. two faces <laughs> of the same person right no. um, oh yeah and helen is a capricorn okay wait no. no you, okay, not all Capricorns are bad because I was also <laughs> going to say I was, Some of them are bad. I was also going to say like um, she might uh, why is it so hard for you? Madeline I want to call her Charlotte every time. That makes sense. Madeline is also probably a Capricorn but she might be like you just on the skidding by Sagittarius because those like Cusp, Sagittarius, Capricorns tend to be the more mellow. Remind me
2: of what a Sagittarius is.
0: It's Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) They're, I mean, they're mellow, they're loyal, they are, I think they're, because I'm a Leo, and Leos are a fire sign, and so are Sagittarius's. Capricorns are Earth. So Sagittarius is like a mellowed out Leo, let's say. Okay. Does that help?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It... When I hear people talking about zodiac signs...
1: It's all BS. All of a
2: sudden, <laughs> it's like y'all are talking like Charlie Brown's teacher.
0: It's like, all the words go out of my head. Uh, Capricorns are... I I vibe better with Capricorns who are born in December.
2: Well, there we go. That's why we're like friends. The, uh,
0: <laughs> there was a point in my life... My mother-in-law's a uh, Capricorn, right was her birthday's on... Mm, one day after yours oh, okay. um and i forget all the time she's a capricorn but my mom's a capricorn and i had this one point in my life where it's a, jan- a bad match is she, a jan- is she a january she's of- january i had a boss my mom and my boyfriend at the time were all capricorns That's a little and overwhelming. for those of you who care that is a hard time for leo <laughs> <laughs> kind of overwhelming it's 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 it was one of the most stressful times of my life <laughs>
1: I have, a fi- I have a feeling that you probably also shouldn't pair two fire signs together.
0: No, Sag and Leo are a very good match. Okay. It's an ideal match. Because I'm an Aries, so I feel like Aries is, Aries is a fire sign, isn't is it? it? I think so. I was just looking at this the other day, um, but no, Aries are a good match for Leo too, because two of my kids are Aries, mm. and, um, but poor Alexander, Libras are not good matches for these. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm hoping that a uh, a, well, I'm not hoping because I don't really care that much. Right, Leo and Aries work well together.
0: (laughs) You are also a fire sign, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Okay, yeah, Yeah, this is riveting. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I would love to have like, like talk to
1: like an expert in all this. Yeah, somebody who like knows. It would be totally fascinating to learn about.
0: You know what I think about that is I love people who are passionate about the thing they're passionate oh, about. Oh, yeah. I so don't like, care if I relate to it or believe in it, but right. I want to hear them talk about it. As long as it's like, you know, there are some things that people are passionate about that I don't want to know. About. True. But um, generally, like, positive things, I, I'm into it. Okay. I think that we really kind of covered everything. Yeah, it's hard when there's not specific
1: questions to yeah. to guide us, but I, I think... Good organic conversation yeah. about this book yeah i think we've all said what we what, how we <laughs> felt about it it was a confusing
0: book to piece out how i felt about it i wonder yeah i always wonder because i t- i i try to read the book if i'm if it's my choice mm-hmm.
1: like physically read the yeah book.
0: and then but sometimes i end up in the audiobook because time yeah works out that way um so sometimes I wonder, and it'd be interesting to pay attention, so maybe I will listen to this book, because I enjoyed the story enough, I would revisit it. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting now to juxtapose the audiobook, because I, I wonder sometimes I if we're voices. losing something yeah. when we choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. Because
1: in the in the audiobook, it's very clear who's, who's thinking what, because mm-hmm. there's a different voice for Regan and for Aldo. Okay. So it's like, this is Aldo thinking, this is Regan thinking, but at mm-hmm. the same time, the Actual physical book, I think, would also be interesting to see, like you said, things about, like, the capital fight. Yeah. Like, and and how things are expressed and when... The other thing that's difficult in an audiobook is when someone's actually saying something or...
0: They think it. a thing
1: and they didn't say the and thing. And there's a
0: lot of that in this there book. There is a yeah. lot. And I'm like, Even did we actually it? say that? Yeah. Uh, Even reading it I yeah. would go back to like A lot of like, internal conversations. Our quotations on that one? Yeah. No, he just thought that. And or a lot whatever. of
1: things like the way that Regan imagines her mother her mother talking to her. Yes. That's like, all, is that real or not? Real? No, there
0: was that. It's all images. It was all imagined. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I assumed. But it was like, what in this is so real guys, or not? You guys might think Helen's even worse than she really is. I got <laughs> that It wasn't real. Okay, But
1: but at yeah. the beginning, I was like, what a horrible person. Yeah. I'm like, well, oh, OK, no. Those thoughts came
0: from somewhere. Sure. Like, because we all have that of like, we guess we imagine how someone's going to react yeah. to something. Yeah. And we have our answer running for their reaction (laughs) and then they come in and it's like oh you're all prepped and ready to yell at them and that 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 problem never happened i wasted
2: my energy to combat something that never was a problem
0: right right i've already (laughs) crucified this person for something they didn't even do yes (laughs) you know like when when
2: you have a when you have a fight with your spouse or in a dream and you wake up you want to punch him but you have to tell yourself it wasn't real It wasn't real.
0: Uh, (laughs) Kevin's still in trouble for things that happened in my dreams 10 years ago. Um, And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, because he brings them up more than I do. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to apologize. it. I that. almost think it's more fun when we don't all feel the same about the book. No, <laughs> uh, this is a great this
1: yeah, is a it's like great conversation. More conversation, conversation. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just being like, "Wasn't it great? We all loved it." A love, it. Yeah, those fun. are
0: fun too. Yes, but, but it's it's fun when we don't all have the when we all have a unique mm-hmm. point of view or takeaway. I from will the book. say
1: my my like standard for books is like if I weren't listening to this for the book club, I would have put it down.
0: Ooh, what point? Like, I wonder.
1: I, I. It was like two two thirds of the way through the book, where I'm like, "Are we gonna get?" literally anywhere <laughs> when they're like happy together and i know something's gonna come between them yeah but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a hard that's a hard pass when you a hard... no longer because care i about didn't the because i didn't care about the characters in, yeah. in a traditional love story it's like they come together they love each other they break up for a week and then they get back together but you're excited for when they're going to get back yeah. together because you love them together and i didn't care about assessment. them together I realized it was only stress to the end. I realized
2: <laughs> the scene that that I that I liked was the first time there was any real energy from because I do feel like they kind of just went long, went long, and I realized that's when things got energized hmm. was at the end.
0: Yeah, so. well, that was the climax was in the last thirty pages. Yeah. yeah, so which I mean, I guess that's the right place for it.
1: But and although it- those just such like a cardboard man. That yeah. <laughs> that it was like all about Regan, but it's like oh, he has his own assessment. he has his own issues and and things that he's thinking about. But like him. I didn't
0: care about him. Oh yeah. Well, he sounded cute enough to me to care. Yeah. <laughs> dark curly haired Italian guy. I'm yeah, sure. That. <laughs> yeah, but- I'm not saying he wasn't cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying and he's he a cardboard, cardboard cutout of a of a dark oh, curly haired feel beautiful. that way.
2: I could see you as sort of. Huh personality but had you're a right it was
0: much more yeah his affect was flat yes he was much more regan's story i, I would yeah. have, that's a fair assessment fair. yeah totally fair my husband said something passingly to my children my son the other day which is we're all just players in mom's life so get with it <laughs> and i was we're gonna address that <laughs> like, me? but that's kind of what was happening here <laughs> we're all players in regan's life here <laughs> okay What are we? Wait, wait, wait! It's not time to announce the book yet. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. No, no. What have you read? What have I read? Oh, Katie, what did you read this? this Nothing. (laughs) I read. You read this book. I read this book. Yay! Yay. I did it. You came prepared to book club. I love it. I've been,
1: (laughs) I've been listening to a lot of my um. My New Year's resolution this year is to was to be more well informed in the news, but I feel like I've taken that to an unhealthy level because I've been listening to a lot of news and NPR and things like that in the car. Yeah, and. I've been very much enjoying it, but at the same time, it's like, instead of listening to podcasts or what other things, I feel like I'm too informed. <laughs> yep.
0: So I, that's I what I've been listening to, to. I tell myself I have to listen on the way to and from work just to kind of get a gist of what's going on. Yeah. And um, I need limits. I I get to turn it off when I'm unhappy. <coughs> and that's varying. My that drive. It doesn't take long. My drive from usually. work is 10 minutes. So sometimes it's one minute. Yeah. Sometimes it's all the way to work. Yeah. I get to turn it off when I'm unhappy. <laughs> what have you read, Karen? Uh, I've been listening to so many audiobooks.
2: Uh, I was, a really fun one was called Self-Help, and it's narrated by Will Wheaton. Um, and like it's Wheaton. really, really, really fun. Um, furthering my, my celebrity crush, uh, <laughs> Ghost oh, yeah, Radio, I that. I with Pas- that. Pa- Pedro Pascal. Um, a really good book by uh, Nella Larson called Passing. Um, and it's a really short, I mean the whole book is like an audiobook that's only three hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very, very short story. But it's really it was a really good story. Um the the one Of course Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. And then another one I'm i am listening to I have the physical book of that I'm also listening kind of, but I'm also listening to our separate ways with the new preface and an epilogue, and it's about um, different experiences of black women and white women, um, and um, where they, from various aspects, from cultural background, from economic standing, from different to- eras of time, how their experience in the business world differs. So it's a that's a a nonfiction that's really good. So
0: very. Anyway. Cool. Um, I was looking for comfort so i was re-listening to v.e schwab's um she has a triptych of she has she's very prolific um (laughs) i think she's the author of the secret life of addie larue um or the invisible life of addie larue um but the books I listen to in this series are A Gathering of Shadows, A Darker Shade of Magic, and A Conjuring of Light and it's just an imaginary world where there are four Londons they're all united by magic doors and oh that sounds fun Grey London is our London yeah. in, in our reality Red London is uh, this place full of magic like the Thames is a red river that just flows with magic um, then there's White London which has been losing magic and it's a brutal horrible place that's um and they're all kind of like analog to like maybe red london's more french than anything Mm -hmm. or um gray london is kind or is is our london and then black uh white london it that's losing its magic is kind of like northern european Mm -hmm. cold Mm -hmm. dire brutal um and then black london is destroyed by magic there's some monster that like sucked all the life and magic out of it and um it's just fun fantasy. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> um, there's a little bit of a romance aspect to it, but it's it's just a good fantasy world. Um, and so I'm gearing up that I want to like read more of her books as well, because I think she's a really good world maker. Um, did I talk about Moriarty last time?
1: I don't remember, but I don't think so. So there's a
0: free um, like podcast audio play on Audible called Moriarty. And the idea is that Moriarty is the um, protagonist, and that Sherlock is the villain. Mm. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, it's voiced by um, Dominic Monaghan is yeah. the is Moriarty, That's and mine. his best friend is Billy Boyd. So mm-hmm. the two little hobbits. <laughs> um, and it's really good. It's like if you like Sherlock Holmes, yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun take and a fresh take on Sherlock Holmes, which is... And it's a podcast? It's, it's on, yeah, it's like, I think it's in their podcast area. Yeah, it's, it's more podcasts. It's, um, 10 episodes. They're like half hour to 45 minutes, riveting to me, mm-hmm. hopefully to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that was really fun. There are a lot of fun, um, podcasts and audio plays on, on Audible that, that are included in your membership.
1: So what are we reading next, Karen? We are revisiting an
2: author that we've read before. It's um, Celeste Ng. I'm not sure if that's, am I really pronouncing her last name right? Um, she, we read Little Fires Everywhere Before. This is called. No, we didn't. You maybe read that.
1: I've never I, read that. I,
2: I thought, are you sure? We yeah. did a book club. I only read it because of us. No, I've never read that okay so maybe we're not revisiting maybe i'm revisiting (laughs) i don't recognize
1: that author but okay Okay. but i don't remember things very well so because i thought okay you need to read little fires everywhere because it's
2: it's okay anyway uh i'm writing it
0: down as a read next
2: yeah so what is we talked about that one okay so this is called our missing hearts 12-year-old Byrd Gardner lives a quiet existence with his loving but broken father, a former linguist who now shelves books at a university library. Byrd knows not to ask too many questions, stand out too much, or stray too far. For a decade, their lives have been governed by laws written to preserve American culture in the wake of years of economic instability and violence. To keep the peace and restore prosperity... The authorities are now allowed to relocate children of distance, especially those of Asian origin, and libraries have been forced to remove books. Wow, this is becoming more and more um, prescient. Prescient. You know, I picked this out like six months ago. <laughs> um, a scene as unpatriotic, including the work of Bird's mother, Margaret, a Chinese-American poet, who left the family when he was nine years old. "'Bird has grown up disavowing his mother and and her poems. "'He doesn't know her work or what happened to her, "'and he knows he shouldn't wonder. "'But when he receives a mysterious letter "'containing only a cryptic drawing,' he is pulled into a quest to find her. His journey will take him back to the many folktales she poured into his head as a child through the ranks of an underground underground network of librarians. Oh man, let's make that happen. Um, into the lives of children who have been taken. And finally to New York City, where a new act of defiance may be the beginning of much needed change. Our Missing Hearts is an old story made new of the ways supposedly civilized communities can ignore the most searing injustice it's a story about p- the power and the limitations of art to create change the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children and how any of us can survive a broken world with our hearts intact
0: okay that sounds like chillingly prescient mm-hmm. that is just bizarre because <laughs> you know
2: when i picked this we, there was n- the whole pulling of books off of libraries was not a thing so that is like really kind
0: of scary. Yeah. we need to get yeah. the people of Florida. Yeah.
2: Um, and Texas now.
0: Yeah. It's spreading. Um, I have one quick question. This book sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I already bought the audiobook while you were talking. Oh. <laughs> um,
1: what have you guys been knitting while we were talking? Oh, yeah. Sometimes we talk about that. Yeah. We didn't do that this time. What are, what are you doing? I'm knitting a pattern called the April Cardigan by mm. Petite Knits.
0: <clears throat> and um, your colors are gorgeous.
1: Thank you. It is that is, Hawthorne? That light blue? No. It oh. is Hammer. the, <laughs> the camp, now extinct. Yeah. Camp color <laughs> who Anne was like, these people are going out of business. Buy a bunch of yarn. Um and So thank I you did. for doing that because You're I bought welcome. 10 skeins of fingering weight yarn. <laughs> and an insane deal. Um, paired with. It <laughs> is so pretty. That is like the color palette. Um, when I I had the blue, the the fingering weight, and then I went online to buy some mohair to hold with it. And it's Drops. Kids Silk or whatever it's called. Looks gorgeous. Um, Super, like, pretty
0: depth of color. I
1: didn't intend for... I thought in... Because you're buying things online that it was a better match. And when it came in the mail, I was like, oh, that's way darker. But as they work together, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, it's really Mm -hmm. pretty. So it's a a nice, light, denim-y blue color. Yeah. Which is different than I would
0: normally choose, but I like it. What are you mm-hmm. working on? Uh, I am making a pattern by James Watts. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's his name. That sounds right. Uh, streamers. Um, I recently was in Burbank and made my family take me over to the Altered Stitch. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying really hard not to buy any yarn. And if you buy one pretty hand-painted skein then you have a whole new project you have to plan. Yep. But I also don't like to go into a yarn store and not buy something. Yep. Yes. Um. So I bought issue 41 of Pom Pom, which mm. is their anniversary issue. Oh, their 10 year anniversary issue. And it's a double autumn and spring issue. Oh, nice. So this sweater um, is called Streamers. And I have all this yarn that I've been making these striped or multicolored sweaters. Mm-hmm. And I have like one skein of several colors left. And so How that this worked? purple is going to be in five sweaters. Yes, yeah, right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's such a fun pattern. Is it side to side? It is side to side. Ah, I love so how the stripes are going. It's like cast on along one of the side seams, a little bit of short rows to shape the shoulder. Um, not in a way you'd expect. And then you go straight across <gasps> nice. with a little neckline shaping. The back is is just that stripe pattern repeated, so the stripes will match with the shoulders. And then the sleeves will have the stripes going, um, I guess, vertically along mm-hmm. your arm. huh? Um, and so... It's interesting because it's you very rarely find fun. vertical stripes. It's fun, and then I'm That's thinking awesome. about more. Duh, right? Can't mm-hmm. make one. Um, that is, I'm like gonna do an, a Karen cake or a mandala. It's yeah. a lion brand mandala. Um, it's it's fun. It's a way fun pattern. This it's is a beautiful pattern. Fast. Oh yeah, like look, and that yarn is so squishy. Ones. People have made different length sleeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, and it's been perfect reading knitting. Nice. Like, do you guys ever knit? Will you read Yeah. knit? Yeah. So I oh, have yeah. my little clips here to keep my book open. Yep. Your little <laughs> book stand. And, um, and it, I don't have to look at what I'm doing at all. The nice. shaping is very minimal and it's just stockinette. So I'm, I'm not looking. And if you ever want to know how to do that, I can tell you how to do that. If you're listening to this thinking, you, you crazy person. <laughs> um, what are you doing? Wait, what size needle are
2: you working on? This is a six. Okay. Katie, what size? Will- a six. Yeah, I'm working on a two and a half. Well, your fabric. Looks I will be, and doing, I will
0: be
1: on a two and a half soon. But <laughs>
2: I never, I never thought I would be doing sweaters on a two and a half. Isn't
0: that funny? I used to think it was I insane thought, too. But I like I would.
2: But um, so I am actually on the multiple of the multiple working multiple sweat sweater of the same sweater at the same time bandwagon now. Nice. Um, I am working on La Prairie by Hohi Locatelli, and I've got two samples. One with uh, as the pattern originates with bobbles everywhere and one without, because I want to be able to show how it is that it works up really. well. some people might be put off because they don't want all that texture from the um, from it. But the other thing I'm noticing is so my the one with the, that I'm doing with the bobbles is a single ply, and the way the fabric the the stitch comes out is I'm I'm seeing it's very different. It's versus the a um, bunch of us all bought the kit. From uh, Labienami that was intended for this pattern, and even though they're both fingering, the texture is so different because it's a it's a two ply, but it's a really tight twist. Yeah, it looks and very energetic. All the stitches are you know all the knits it's like this ribbing with cables one one cables that shift back and forth is already all the way through the knit, knit through the back loop, which already has a twist. So you got this twist on a twist. And the textures is just very, very different. Um, I can think my gauges. Well, my gauge is not different. I just am farther along in one than the other. Yeah. Um, but I will say the one without bobbles does go faster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but those bobbles are gorgeous. But the way she does these bobbles is really, really brilliant. I mean, most bobbles are more like football shaped. And she has this trick of winding yarn around that pulls it down into this perfect little pod. Yeah. It's like a beautiful little berry. They're, they are perfectly round every time. And they are fun. They are fun. They're not tedious. It kind of breaks it up a little bit. It helps me know my progression. But
0: anyway, so that's what I'm working on. I, I think when you do a textured knit like this, you're just, you know, you're going to be taking your time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be like, zoom, zoom, I'm done.
2: No. But two sweaters on two and a halfs
0: you're doing Uh, it to yourself look at your evolution (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: but surprisingly it it didn't take that long to uh to to catch up with the second i'm almost caught up with the the second one i stopped at the first color Uh, it is a gradient it's a fade so i stopped partway through with fade on one to get the other one up to that same point so beautiful
1: beautiful beautiful anyway
0: nice all right. Well, see you next time. Yeah. We'll Please see you. Uh, check out our Patreon. Please follow and like. Uh, check us out on Instagram, YouTube. Yep. All uh, the links are in the description of wherever
1: you're listening
0: to this on YouTube or wherever wherever
1: you find us. Um, yeah. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Strings Unraveled is a production of Strings and Things Studio with Anne Lekraven-Kazoli, Katie Von Rader-Fraker, and Karen Wilmoth. Recorded and edited by Katie Von Rader-Fraker. Find us online at stringsandthingsstudio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at stringsandthingsstudio. You can email us at stringsandthingsinfo at gmail.com.